this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindus in focus podcast western sanctions had initially threatened to derail the russian economy ever since the country invaded ukraine back in february this year however the russian economy has shown a resilience that has surprised observers in a recent article for business line Biswiji Dhar, professor of economics at the JNU, points out how observers' projections for Russia's GDP contraction and the ruble's sharp fall have had to be revised as the year has progressed. No doubt, the Russian economy would have been better off without the sanctions, but the decline hasn't been as bad as expected. How has this come about? We have Professor Dhar with us today to help us with some perspectives. Welcome, sir. the article that you had written recently talked about the resilience of the russian economy and how that's helping change uh, the global economic order to begin with before we uh, get into the specifics of the sanctions against russia if we zoom out say 30000 feet and look at sanctions as a policy itself especially that the us has pursued has it hurt other parts of the world maybe the us itself more than the intended targets like china iran russia and russia as a case in point you've elaborated pretty deeply into how the economy the inflation projections and uh, the level at which the ruble has settled all haven't been so bad as expected earlier so have other parts of the global economy been hurt like europe is struggling with uh, you know its ability to procure and then pay for gas as well so any views you'd have on that sir no i i really think that you know sanctions haven't had the intended in, uh, impact you know you look at all the countries you know th- those countries whom the us had uh, labeled as rogue countries and had gone after them uh, each of this these countries have been able to stand up and uh, you know in 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 recent uh, times uh, iran for instance earlier cuba you know cuba pretty much sort of went its own way so sanctions haven't really worked and it's it's really a, a small wonder why us gets after countries with sanctions when uh, really the intended impact is is not there and in case of russia the whole thing could actually boomerang you know for all you know like i pointed out that uh, you know the western alliances dependence on uh, on russian imports is still there in fact it's it's grown Uh, substantially in case of europe so so that's my view okay so uh, you touched upon the uh, you know imports by the west including the us uh, europe of course it has been dependent on gas large parts of europe uh, on russia for um, energy uh, security but the us also i think you touched upon other commodities um, that it has imported from russia that has gone up uh, in in more of the recent past so with the russian economy itself just the exports has helped it you know you, you would you like to talk about other parts of the world because obviously china and india have a certain vested interest in ensuring that you know our purchases are much cheaper than they you know have been in the past obviously uh, crude oil has hit some historical or neared historical highs and india has increased its um, volume of imports of crude oil from russia china has behaved uh, likewise and interestingly saudi arabia uh, you know in 2016 it brought russia into the opec plus group it created the opec plus and historically even though saudi has been a good friend of the us it has aligned slowly very you know almost uh, in inches uh, more closely with russia and saudi arabia has increased imports of russian crude oil 
at lower rates and has been able to export more of its own oil at elevated uh, rates to the rest of the world. So in terms of the realigning of the global economic order, how do you think this has been panning out? Oh, uh, so when you talk about the realignment of uh, the, the global economy and you know the, the economics and the politics of it, in the past six months, very interesting things have happened. In fact, the Middle East, which was supposed to be uh, very closely allied with the United States, has in fact increased its uh, uh, relations with, uh, with Russia in more ways than one. You mentioned uh, Saudi Arabia and... Um, you know, I've been actually looking at uh, how UAE is actually sp- uh, stepping in and providing some of the exports uh, that uh, the Western alliance had stopped to Russia. Uh, and there are there are speculations that, you know, the, this critical things like, uh, you know, aircraft parts or, you know, parts of machinery and other equipment. These are going through the UAE. In any case, if you look at uh, the airline industry and, you know, the, the way uh, Russia is uh, connected to the rest of the world, the Russian airline industry has suffered quite a bit. And uh, there, there are many planes which are grounded because of lack of spares. But flights from Dubai have just increased like like anything. So Dubai is pro- providing the connectivity that Russia needs to the rest of the world. And, and, and this is a very interesting development. You know, no one really expected uh, the Middle East to step in in this way. Very interesting, sir. You also had referred to, you know, the initial collapse of the ruble from 76 to 120 to a dollar. Now it's stable at 60. Uh, how have capital controls actually helped capital controls that the Russian government had imposed uh, in that country? Any views you have on that? Yeah, this is this is very interesting. In fact, uh, you know, this is again uh, the lessons for many countries who uh, you know suddenly get uh, affected by international finance, and uh, you know, and then they find it very difficult to control the slide of their currency. The Russians have been had used uh, capital controls in a in a very drastic manner, and uh, just did not allow any payments by Russian nationals. Anywhere in the world, it just just clamped down. It was just a, a draconian move, uh, stopping all kinds of capital flows. So once once you do that, then the initial sort of run on the currency that you face that you can that you can stop. You know, so so Russians are actually planned quite uh, systematically. I think so. On the one hand, when the attack on the currency was on, they used capital controls, bought the time to establish you know links with other countries there. You know, countries like India, China, and others, and ensured that you know they would actually eventually get, you know, their their exports would increase, capital inflows would in- increase, and uh, they'll they'll get uh, the their export going, and therefore uh, they can they, they can stabilize uh, their currency. So it's a very interesting trajectory. You know, very hard draconian capital controls, buying time. Establishing contact with the with the, with the willing countries and then ensuring that their exports go up and uh, there is an inflow of uh, even even dollars. I would I would, I would suspect uh, into the economy so that uh, the the value of the ruble actually increased. Okay. Um, are there any fears that this could be temporary? I know temporary is a much shorter time frame, and we are probably you know in the seventh month of the war with successes or reverses experienced by both sides on the war front. But this, you know, economic relief that Russia seems to face, could this be temporary? Because, of course, it's depending on far fewer countries than earlier, than before the war, 
for its sustenance, like China, India, Saudi, and we talked about UAE. And, you know, as the year progresses in the next few months, uh, even though there are ships, uh, you know, carrying oil either through other countries that are friendly to Russia onto the West, uh, but, you know, I read somewhere that 90% of the insurance coverage for these ships carrying such oil are actually coming from Western countries like the UK and so on. Uh, over time, if controls come in there too, then, you know, Russia will be a far more constrained and even its uh, its current, you know, friends who would feel constrained uh, in purchasing commodities from Russia. So is there a certain, the nature of this friendship, is it temporary, the relief that the economy of Russia is facing, is it temporary? No, I don't suppose so because, uh, you know, the global economy is just coming out of this kind of a, a, a severe downturn. And I think uh, every country, each and every country can ill, Ill afford a situation where they, they get into this uh, uh, economic crisis once again and, and worse still face uh, inflationary pressures. So what has happened is that Russia stepping in and offering oil uh, at, a, at a discount has actually helped uh, douse the inflationary pressures. And and that has kind of stabilized the global economy to, to, a, to a large extent. Now, if anything is done to upset this kind of an arrangement that is going on now there is going to be a, a major problem for the for the global economy and which i don't think anyone can afford to do and and of course europe huh? europe uh, uh, is looking at this hard winter and uh, it's very difficult for europe to say no to ga- russian gas and that's where uh, the the russians have a trump card russians can actually use this uh, you know their uh, the gas pipeline diplomacy and uh, extract considerably more. In fact, I can I can say say that the way the Russians actually operate, they can use this the the gas pipeline diplomacy to ensure that the spares and other equipment which they are lacking today, uh, they get that because if they don't, then then Europe is in big trouble. Got it. And from India's perspective, the rupee uh, settlement settlement of international trade in rupees. Uh, was uh, ostensibly targeted at um, uh, to help spur the uh, trade with Russia, India's trade with Russia. Uh, but at least vis- visibly, it is not taken off. Uh, do you think there is a future for this? Because uh, you know, obviously, Russian banks are you know now have to operate outside of the swipe system, the swipe messaging system, and India's uh, central bank has allowed banks to do that in an indirect way. Uh, so, do you see this taking off, at least with specifically to Russia, even if not with other countries? I think uh, you know, see, rupee rupee ruble trade has has never been easy because uh, you know there were the two issues. One is of course fixing the the exchange rate. Now I think uh, we we missed an opportunity to really uh, fix the rate. We should have done it earlier when the when the ruble was relatively weak. Uh, now with the the ruble get, get, gaining strength, uh, you know we'll find it more difficult to face to fix the. A mutually acceptable exchange rate because you know that is very important for us we have to ensure that the exchange rate is such that the benefits that we are getting from the discounts that that doesn't get uh, sort of eliminated from from this side so first is that uh, you know uh, it can be done it has been done it can be done the other issue which has been there this uh, the rupee ruble trade run into problems was because of the large trade surplus that russia russia has vis-a-vis india so in the past, so we have always had a, a trade deficit with Russia. Russia has always had a trade surplus. 
So which means that the if there's a rupee trade, then uh, Russia accumulates a lot of Indian rupees. Now, in the past, you know, sort of disposal of the, those rupees, again, has been a, an issue. But I think one of the opportunities that I'm looking at here, where this can be done in a mutually, I would say, in a, in a, we are in a win-win situation, is that our military ties with uh, Russia are significantly high. Now, I did another article a few months back where I actually looked at, uh, you know, I was looking at why India went out of the way and broke its uh, uh, strategic ties with the U.S. and uh, abstained from the uh, voting on, on Ukraine in the United Nations. And there, there I was, uh, there found that quite apart from the fact that we are buying all these armaments uh, and which are significantly more than what the Americans are providing to us. There are a lot of joint venture projects that are, that are in the pipeline. And the joint venture projects are uh, can come very useful in handling the rupee balances that the Russians have. So they can easily invest into the joint ventures using Indian rupees. And that problem can be actually sorted out. Understood. Um, it's also interesting that uh, the fortunes of war seem to be uh, swaying a bit and you know in more recent days ukraine has claimed the recapture of some of the territory that it lost to russia but assuming that the, the war uh, will go ukraine's way and not russia's and nobody of course can know the future but assuming that happens you know there is nothing that countries like china and india or even the saudi have to lose right i mean we can just move away and go back to square one or you think there is a certain permanency to the changes that we've seen in the recent past, no, I do. I think I think uh, you know countries who are now aligned with the Russia with the Russians were seen to be aligned with the Russians. They have nothing to lose actually because uh, uh, these are these are uh, very important countries from the U.S. and the Western alliances point of view. So uh, Western alliance can't lose India. They can't lose the Middle East. So uh, India, you know, for once is in a you know in a very interesting situation. And I think we are playing our diplomacy very well under the circumstances. You know, our prime minister is meeting uh, President Putin, uh, and uh, so we are actually going and showing that you know our relation with the uh, relations with Russia are actually quite strong, and they're demonstrating it. And that's very, very interesting, actually. So I don't think we have anything to lose from uh, where the position where we are. And uh, a question that's not really to do with economics, but it's interesting that, uh, you know, where, where, when the US, uh, you know, it claimed that it was really surprised that India is, uh, you know, buying uh, cheaper oil and supporting the finances of the Russian economy when Russia is using those finances to um, fund its war. But of course, as you observed, the US and the and Europe both have been importing, you know, significantly more volumes from Russia and across uh, commodities, not just oil. Uh, it's also interesting that, you know, as the Quad uh, seems to orient itself in a certain direction and India has been looking after its own interests with Russia, which seemed divergent from US's. The US also has recently uh, authorized, if I'm not mistaken, the figure is $450 million worth of uh, servicing aid for uh, F-16s in Pakistan. And that's sort of, it's a nickel for India. So these are uh, small, thorny issues that will continue. It has happened in the past and it will continue in the past. Eco economic situations have, uh, would unlikely be unlikely to influence these, right? I mean, these just happen uh, as they have been happening in the past. Would that be your view? No, I just wanted to add a, add a little little bit of, you know, the additionality here. Because, you know, so India has been part of just not the Quad, but India was also, you know, very willingly went into the uh, Indo-Pacific economic framework. 
And uh, what happened last week was interesting. So India walks out of the critical trade trade pillar uh, and uh, decides to review its uh, participation in this framework. So I think India is, is uh, you know, again, uh, looking after its national interests. It's not act, uh, as if it's just gone and completely sold itself to the Western alliance. And uh, all these developments will, I think, in, in, the, in the coming months, uh, add up to something very interesting for the way the global economy or the whole global, I think, the international relations is going to play out. Okay, uh, so before we sign off, just an operational question. Um, I don't seem to have, uh, you know, spotted the exact, or not exact, but at least an approximate discount at which we get uh, Russian oil. People have bandied about the thirty percent figure. Is there a figure that you have if uh, oil is, you know, was at hundred dollars per barrel uh, from the West, the Brent crude? Does it mean that we've actually been uh, buying Russian crude at seventy dollars to a barrel? No, the, I think the, the the conservative estimate is about twenty percent. So uh, the discount that we're getting is about twenty percent. So that is uh, so pe- people have talked about between twenty and twenty five percent, and uh, the reliable sources sources that one can you know sort of hedge a bet on. Uh, and I would think that you know twenty percent is 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 a is a safe number to bet on at this point. Okay, excellent. I have exhausted my list of questions, Professor Dhar. Uh, anything else you think you would have liked to have added? Nothing really. I think, you know, just by this, what I wanted to end with, I said earlier, that I think the international relations with all these kinds of things uh, happening, you know, things are in a melting pot. You know? um, alignments, uh, there are no, you know, uh, permanent friends. Like the Americans are now realizing one thing that, you know, uh, the way they have gone about doing international relations and uh, sort of doing business with countries, for Americans, they have never been permanent friends. So they have always done, even even the Western allies, they have just done a business with countries with whom they have they found that uh, they have strategic and economic interests. Now, for once, they are finding that those uh, countries who they thought were their allies are, are doing exactly what they're doing. So India just forgot about uh, its uh, strategic partnership with the U.S., went and uh, started buying oil and did all as is doing all kinds of business including buy, buying arms from russia not really bothering what uh, the americans uh, think about them so it's a, it's a it's a very interesting uh, situation that we have and and countries are in a in a way turning the tables on uh, the way uh, us has actually conducted its foreign policy Excellent. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Really appreciate your being with us. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu. We'll see you soon.